lessons and lattes, I have a special guest for you, author of Bella the Cello and the other book that I'm totally forgetting right now, Don't Hate Me Forever. But um, I am going to let him introduce himself, and then we're going to talk about his books. No, you didn't. Worse than me butchering your second book. Lessons and lattes. You know, you got to have the coffee and the lessons. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> We're tired. That's right. So are you an educator or just an author or what is your kind of background and what brought you to writing? Got it. I know um, on Twitter, I saw that you wanted your daughter to have something um, to remember you by, I think was something that you had said about your books. But also, I know just how hard speech pathologists work to do get their licenses. So I would hope that you are still a speech pathologist. I know there's a huge need here in California if you um, ever want to come out and enjoy those sunny beaches for more than um, a couple days. But um, <laughs> there's always a need for them. So don't give that up. Um, you
It totally does. And I'm sitting here smiling, even though like, you know, I'm not being recorded um, visually anyways, because I do hear the speech um, pathologist, therapist, whatever term you prefer, coming out in you and like the enriching language, the, you know, building vocabulary and all of those components. So definitely it is alive and well in you. So I'm not no longer concerned. So I guess we'll start with Bella the cello. Um, what, I guess you kind of touched on why, but like, what was your inspiration for that? Like, how did that, it's so unique. So like, what kind of inspired you? And then the process, like, I know can be a nightmare, like editing. And how did you make sure that your voice was still heard and your message still stayed across, like came across? Yup, I'm like nodding. Yup, that's so true. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. 
I love the message. I'm and I'm thinking about my kids. Um, they're a little bit older. They're in the they're high schoolers, and uh, but just you know they're really struggling with who they are. Some are foster kids. Some are homeless. And like that identity thing, the identity thing, I call it an identity crisis. Um, but I really. That's okay. No, go ahead. You can jump. And I just wanted to highlight that even though I'm sure you didn't intend to have a wide, or maybe you did, um, a range of audience. Like, I'm a big believer that books um, of any type are applicable for any age. And I really want to highlight that your message, as applicable as it is for the little kids in the fun imagery that you have going on, um, it's very applicable for our high school kiddos, too. And just having that available, listeners, um, out there for them. I know that you've sold a ton of copies. and um, But have those available for our high school kids as they struggle with that transition period of going on after high school and just giving them permission to be patient with themselves as they figure yeah. out who they are, where they belong. And I'm also a big believer that it's okay to have a temporary thing. It's okay to be, for example, a social worker for five years and then move on to something else. Like that could totally be who you are. And I think that we pigeonhole our kids or our kids feel pigeonholed so many times. And I really do like that Bello the Cello gives that sense of permission.
Right. And I think that's huge. And, you know, I think like you spoke to the fact that, you know, there's this pressure in a sense to get it all together. And I really love, and again, I'm speaking from a high school perspective, that, you know, this is a book that we can share with our high school kids, um, especially my spy kids with the imagery that is so amazing, as well as the message that they can, um, really value from, especially like, I love these books that are being written now um, that I share with my high school seniors, because I think, um, as you said, there's this pressure to kind of figure out what you're going to be for the rest of your life. And I know I felt that I'm, I'm about the same age as you. So like time really has, like, I, I laugh because, you know, I'm starting to feel old myself, um, especially when I didn't know about like that whale song or baby shark or whatever. Uh, I was like, baby shark, what? (laughs) You know, of course, my kids had to serenade me, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, But they're like, there's still like, there's still this pressure to pigeonhole people into these things for the rest of your life. And I'm thinking like, I've already changed careers three, four times in the short amount of time that I've been, you know, who I am and whatever. But just kind of like, you know, sharing these books with our seniors. And I know we don't think picture books, but I love there's I Want to Be a Lot. There's your book, Bella the Cello. 
And I love that they're applicable for so many ages. And I'm even thinking like, you know, I worked as a social worker in a skilled nursing facility. And even that sense of belonging is still there with our senior population. Like the old people, like I don't want to say old, old, but like the plus population, they're still trying, they're like on a different end of feeling like they belong or don't belong. But that's a book that can even be shared with them as well. Um, and so I kind of want to transition. I know like we spent so much time talking about all this, but my wild first day of school, um, does that have anything to do with the feelings that you felt in the kinder in kindergarten or what was kind of the inspiration behind that one? No. 
I love um, just like my thought process. Like, unfortunately, like fortunately, unfortunately, I haven't read it yet, but I'm I can't wait. I'm, I can't wait. And I just love the idea of, you know, again, like I kind of feel like you're giving our kids permission slips. Like, you know, it's OK not to fit in this little box like and you're not calling it out necessarily, but you are saying like, you know, it's OK to be different. It's OK not to fit in this perfect little box. And I think that's so huge because I think that, you know, thinking back to my school days, like we had to fit in this box, like, you know, or we were penalized either, you know, our name went on the board or, you know, back in the Catholic school days, if you, you know, I still got the ruler on the knuckle type of thing. Um, I am just young enough to have experienced that. I think at one point I had a paddle sent home with me. It was kind of like, you know, I am loud. I am definitely opinionated. And that's always who I've been. But I was punished for it. And so I really do appreciate and love the fact that you are giving kids that permission to be who they are and not kind of stifle who they are and try to fit into somebody else's expectation of who they are. Right.
Yes, that's super important. And I really hope that you go and tell your dad who's watching your little one and <laughs> that the book is dedicated to him. Be like, I'm hearing you now. And just thank you so much. I know like we're um, a little bit over time that I told you, but I just wanted to thank you so much for being here tonight, for sharing those books. Um, listeners, I know they're available out there on Amazon, Bella the Cello, and my first day of school didn't butcher at that time definitely definitely check them out um, applicable for any age group and should be in your classroom libraries if not explicitly taught so thank you um, and I think that you do do author visits as well right Guys, check them out. You like definitely will not regret it. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Back for that really cool and or important latte part of lessons and lattes. Um, also, I think this is going to be the month for our holiday coffee drink trivia. Talking about some of those holiday favorites, where you can find them for how long and they will be around. So diving in, Christmas lights are appearing, there's a chill in the air, and decorators are already erecting Rudolph replications on their roof. But the foolproof litmus test to see if indeed it is the most wonderful time of the year is to check your cup holder. Does it contain a limited time holiday drink from your local coffee chain? Tis the season to drink seasonally. Here's a rundown of this year's holiday specialties. Starbucks will be offering its usual fare, eggnog lattes, gingerbread lattes, caramel brulee lattes, and peppermint mochas. You can also get peppermint white mochas. Diet-minded diet people will be pleased to find a new skinny peppermint mocha made with sugar-free peppermint syrup and sugar-free mocha sauce. Caribou Coffee is offering seasonal reindeer blood coffee, both in bean and brew. They also have on their menu the cinnamon wild latte, which is topped with cinnamon sprinkles, the ho hot mint mocha, and the eggnog-inspired fa-la-la latte. Dunkin' Donuts um, will have a new warm cinnamon swirl muffin, um, which can be paired with the new Cinnamon Swirl Latte or one of the chain's returning seasonal latte flavors, peppermint mocha or gingerbread. Duncan also announced the, pepper, the permanent addition of mint hot chocolate to the menu, so you can hold off until after the holidays on that one. McDonald's is striking up a bit of friendly competition with Starbucks by introducing their own version of peppermint mochas and peppermint hot chocolate their first ever holiday drinks. However, these seasonal sippers will only be available until January 2nd. And Seattle's Best is offering three seasonal items this year, the gingerbread latte, the peppermint mocha trio, and sugar and spice latte. What's your favorite seasonal drink? <laughs> 